I always feel that, right? Like this kind of this into the newness, right? Yeah. Or yeah. we're launching in to, yeah. to something and, and to, boy, to be courageous enough to say like, I don't know exactly how this is going to go, but I know it's going to be good. And like, how, yeah. how do we navigate it? Welcome to Hallway Conversations. We're a trio of educators who have plenty of questions about teaching and learning and school culture, and we believe in the value of reflection and collaboration as we seek to keep growing as teachers. This podcast is our place for thinking out loud together about issues in education and why they might matter to Christian educators. Welcome to the conversation. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Matt Beamers. I'm Abby DeGroat. And I'm Dave Mulder. Friends, we're always looking for topics of conversation and feedback, so please email us or send us a recording of your question to hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. That's hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. We're always looking for relevant and timely ideas and feedback, so please let us know if you have a show topic ruminating around in your head. Dave and Abby, it's been a, quite a while since we've gathered around this table. It's, it's been a hot been, second. It's <laughs> been a hot second. And we just want to say welcome back to our listeners. You, uh, we have been on hiatus for the last few months um, as we, some of us, were traveling literally around the world, which yeah, we'll right. talk about on another mm-hmm. podcast. One of us may have had one of their kids get married, um, and another one had one graduate from high school right. and is starting university. So lots of changes um, but it's good to be back. We were just saying before we got in the air that it's just good to be together and yeah. to be mm-hmm. doing this again. 100%. Dave and Abby, this summer I was listening to a podcast called The, Lear- the Learning Lab, and I found it really fascinating. And um, maybe we can put a link to The Learning Lab podcast sure. yeah, in, our, let's do it. in our podcast. But one of the show that I was listening to in particular was about the power of self-reflection and the correlation between giving students time to self-reflect Um, And and the significant increase that had in the correlation to improved academic performance, Mm -hmm. more so than actually practicing. So Mm -hmm. here's a math lesson with some practice. Here's 15 minutes to self-reflect or 15 minutes to do Mm -hmm. more practice and then sort of a quiz or a test or some sort of final assessment. And when I listen to it, one of the things they notice is that consistently, and different types of research bore this out, but consistently students who chose self-reflection over practice scored higher than those who did the practice. That is fascinating. It was actually fascinating because they actually gave, in one study, they gave the people the option to practice or reflect, and 80% of the participants chose practice. Yeah, because that's the conventional wisdom, right? Because that's the conventional wisdom, right, is is more is better, Better. right? Like, if I practice more, I'll do better. Yeah. And so I thought about that even in terms of this summer, we've been, we've kind of went our separate ways. And I guess my question in the context of, I'm listening to that podcast is, um, as you got ready for this school year, for our listeners, this is actually the first day of class yeah. that we're reflecting Here we on. go! So we're, we're, all, we're all sitting here a little bit exhausted <laughs> and also kind of riding this wave of mo- momentum because yeah. um, it's so good to have students back on, on campus here. But I guess, Dave and Abby, my question is, um, what did you find yourself reflecting on this summer? And it can be actually related to practice, mm-hmm. your teaching, mm-hmm. but it can also, you know, you get to decide how vulnerable you want to be related to things outside of um, outside of the classroom. So maybe maybe we'll start there. In fact, yeah. oh, let me uh-huh. start. I, like, sure. I had my daughter, Emma, got married this summer, um, and I found myself reflecting a lot 
um, just on my role as a dad, my pre- mm-hmm. my presence in her life, and and at times I found myself a little bit despondent because maybe it's human nature. You think of all the times that yeah. you made mistakes and you yeah. wish you had do-overs, and I think about that with the classroom as well. But but I also found myself just reflecting on. Um, how much she, um, and all my kids, but how much she in particular um, has blessed me over the years. And mm. in the end, I think what that what that led to for me in my own practice as a dad is, is we have one daughter who's in grade 12 this year, a, a senior. It made me realize, wow, like I got one year sort of left uh, with yeah. our mm-hmm. youngest child in the house. Um, how am I going to in, enjoy this? Because mm-hmm. as my kids were growing up, I found myself always looking ahead at the next thing. Mm-hmm. I can't wait till they start this sport. I can't wait till they can ride a bike. I can't wait till they read. I yeah. can't wait till they yeah. um, get their license. I can't wait till they graduate. And then also at some moment, you're like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> slow down. this down. <laughs> and I think I was That's always right. so quick to get to the next thing in their life. Hmm that I sort of forgot to be fully present. And so in my self-reflection about about my daughter being married made me realize how might I enjoy or what changes do I need to make in order to be more fully present hmm. um, yeah, in the life of my daughter or even in the lives of my students at class. So there's me being yeah. vulnerable. So, thanks and, for sharing uh, that. It's a great reflection. So yeah. uh, how about yeah, yeah. either of you? If you mm-hmm. I'll, I'll jump in. So I'm in a kind of reflective spot too. My, we are empty nesting it all of a sudden. My daughter moved in to university. I'm so proud of Callie and her um, starting off here. And so far, so good. All, all evidence is that yeah. she's off and rolling. Day right? one. But day one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it has been a little bit of an interesting summer for us that way. And just kind of for Missy and I to be talking and thinking like, okay, what does empty nesting mean? What does that actually look like? Yeah. And like to the point where this sounds silly, but we, we usually like write out a menu plan for the week on Saturday before we go get groceries and all that. And we were sitting there on Saturday. That sounds like very responsible adult. I mean, we we tend to. to, But but to that point, just kind of looking at each other like, what are we going to eat this week? And if it's just the two of us, it's like, well, we should eat some things the kids don't even like. And we were like, (laughs) (laughs) we don't even know. We don't even know what the kids like. They were getting so wrapped up in that, right? And so it's just been really interesting for us to just kind of navigate that. And for me to be at that spot where it's kind of like, and I love my kids. Like, it has been such a good summer. You love your kids. We can attest to that. It has been so great having both of them home this summer. And now we kind of had that moment like, was that the last summer we have both of them living at home? Mm -hmm. It might be. Yeah. And, yeah. oh, how, wow, yeah. okay. So we're in this new chapter, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I always feel that, right? Like this kind of this into the newness, right? Yeah. Or yeah. we're launching in to, yeah. to something. And and to, boy, to be courageous enough to say, like, I don't know exactly how this is going to go, but I know it's going to be good. And, yeah. like, how, yeah. how do we navigate it? Yeah. When, when you were making your menu and thinking about food your kids don't like, was did you put Brussels sprouts? This came oh, off, actually, because I love Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. Oh, that's so good. Right? Have you tried yet our recipe that we <laughs> recommended <laughs> last year? Listener, if you're not for me, you are against me. <laughs> These are the only two people I know that like Brussels sprouts. I, you just have I not cooked them. them the right way. That's right. That is entirely possible because I have not cooked them at all. <laughs> so that is, that is very true. Abby, how, 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 about, how about you? Like, if I can yeah. ask, are you looking back at your summer? What do you, well, what do you find yourself reflecting on? Well, we on? are very much not 
at the stage where my children are out of the house. Um, my kids just started seventh, fifth, and second, which I do feel like is a really sweet, yeah. like, I've oh, still yeah. got, I've got two yeah. years, right, where they're all in the same building, and my youngest is, mm-hmm. I mean, he's reading and pretty self-sufficient. Um, this is this is where I always say, you're between the D's, yes. right? You're, no one's driving, but everyone's yep. out of diapers, yep. so you're between the D's. Yes. That's such a sweet spot. Totally. Um, <laughs> and I also... In December, I turned 40 this year, and so I just find myself at a bit of a kind of, I don't want to say midlife crisis, but very much thinking about, okay, where am I? And um, part of that, and you'll hear about this more this season on the show, is I had the opportunity this summer to go to Spain and do something that's been on my bucket list for a while, which is walk um, the Camino de Santiago with a couple of Mm -hmm. our colleagues here. And... um, it's, it's really an ancient pilgrimage. Yeah. And um, so we started, we walked about 75 miles, um, oh, yeah. 120 kilometers yeah. or so. Um, and the, the practice of reflection is so built into that experience yeah. that you can't help um, but not. And one of the things, and I, I thought a lot about education, and we'll talk about that on the show um, when my friends are here who walked with me. Um, but... Personally, also, there was a day when we, there's a section of the Camino called the Cristo Ferro, and you you literally take a stone from your house. So I, I picked one up at my house before I left, carried it with me to yeah. Spain, and there's a cross. It's a very rocky, hard journey, and it was the first day we walked, so we weren't really in shape yet, but we, you walk this path, and then you leave your stone and whatever that symbolizes, literally at a cross. Um, with just a huge pile of everyone else's mementos, stones, messages. Um, And then there's a little chapel there. And so our group did that, and we left things, and we had a little time of worship, and we prayed together. Um, And it was a great reflection on what is is mine to carry? Mm. What do I need to be laying down? Whoa, yeah. What what kinds of things um, are serving me and not serving me? Mm -hmm. In my faith life, in my motherhood and my teaching and it was just a really good time of reflection and I I actually came back with a lot more joy to some things that I love that I figured out yeah this really is my my thing and I've been able to say no to a couple things or even just be like that you know what that's not mine people can ask me something how something I don't know that's not my responsibility (laughs) (laughs) right I I feel like I can say that a little bit more freely. So wow. that's where I did a lot of reflecting. Yeah, that, that's this interesting. Summer. That's thanks for sharing that. Thanks yeah. for your Thank vulnerability you. with that and looking forward to hearing more about that um, with your traveling partners. That's interesting. You talked about this. I, um, Bev is my wife, and we've talked a lot about like what is ours to carry, mm-hmm. and and it's hard because I think we feel that as as parents, we feel that as teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow it's hardwired into us that, at least for me, and this is part of who I am, is that somehow I am responsible for everybody else's oh, happiness. Yeah. Like whether it's in a classroom, I, I felt that in my first class today, and it was a wonderful class, right? But it's like, this is all mine to carry, the culture, everything. And for sure, there's some of it is. like, mm-hmm. But it's, it's I think, trying to figure out to discern how much of it is to carry. Mm-hmm. It's not to throw it all off. But to say, hey, like, what if this is mine to share? And like I said, whether, as I said at the beginning, even mistakes we've made as parents or as teachers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. To say, how do you how do you carry it? How do you carry it well? What's not to carry? How do you give your how do you give yourself 
grace in that. Abby, I can come back to you. I know it's your 18th year of teaching. Mm-hmm. And I, guys, I realized today that my first class of students in high school are 35. Oh That's what goodness. I realized today. Wow. Or 36, some wow. of them. <laughs> How are you wow. doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I had that realization yeah. on the phone to my husband this morning on the way here, yeah. doing the math. Yeah. Right. Oh, my first students are 46. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's better. No, no, that's not better. That's not better. It makes me feel better. I'm trying, not to, I'm trying not to reflect on my first year <laughs> too, too much. But, uh, yeah, can you just, uh, yeah, we have a lot of listeners from different demographics, but, yeah, some 30, 40, 50. Uh, I don't know. Like, what is, what is that like? Can you just talk a little bit more about, yeah, that's a milestone, year 18, uh, you know, your, your birthday and turning 40 in terms of even, like, as you reflect on your practice as a teacher and just, yeah, I don't know, like, what, what's different about the Abbey de Groot in her 18th cool. year? Than, and maybe not even your first year, even five years ago or 10 years ago. Can, oh, you, yeah. can, you, cool. can you share a little that's bit good. about that to put you on the spot? I think I'm much more intentional than I was even five years ago. Part of that is college, the design of college, right? You have to be, we were just talking about our 50-minute class periods when you only see your students three times a week for 50 minutes. You have to be very intentional with your time. Mm -hmm. Part of that is you have to have a syllabus for the entire semester published on day one, right? Which isn't a thing in K-12. So... So you have to be, I mean, so part of it is is, is my context, um, but I also think part of it is just getting better yeah. at my craft, mm-hmm. realizing the importance of interactions and of environment and of the power of formative practices mm-hmm. in a classroom, rhythms, and um, yeah, how you're communicating through pedagogy and not only through content. Yeah. Abby, was there a a piece of feedback, and if not, that's fine, but a piece of feedback or a moment that you found yourself reflecting on that led to you sort of saying, I want to be better at this. Like, I know knowing you, you, you always are striving to improve, and I know that, but is there, is there a, I don't know whether it's a principal, a colleague, or a moment? Yeah, um, I would say my my first two years were very hard, right? Yeah. I was, like, if you do the math, I'm 40, my first students are 36, yeah. 35, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, so... So I remember going home those first two years. Yeah. I would drive home and just read. I think my my biggest critics were the students themselves, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, and not only, like, not directly critical of yeah. me to my face, sure. but yep. behavior, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I questioned a lot, am I yeah. any good at this? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. is this something that I mm-hmm. should? And there were moments that broke through that. Yeah. But I think... I think I learned that I have to somehow get them, show them that I am on their side. How do I do that? Mm, Right? Because I can't fight with these kids. No. I'm not doing this for, like, that's 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 no way to be as a teacher. And so I got very sick of Mm. that, Mm -hmm. like a combativeness, you know? Um, And I was 22. And these were 17, 18-year-old kids that I was trying to teach American Lit to, right? I get it. And I'm much better now about being able to translate that I don't think I was then right can I ask one other follow up question then in all of that 
because, yeah, you're very good at what you do, but you also work very hard at it. And, and we see that all the time. Yeah. How, how did you learn also then in those moments to give yourself grace? To be like, ah, I've got, like, I can't carry all, like, I can't carry all, mm-hmm. I can't be responsible for everybody's happiness in this class. Like, is that just something that came with maturity? Is that, if I can ask, still hard? I don't, like, I'm just trying to think about even for some of our listeners maybe who are starting out teaching. Right. I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah. I'd have to think about that okay. for a little bit. Right. I, I always come yeah. down, maybe lean on that. I, I think of teaching as a process of becoming. Right? Yeah. I've said that before on the, on the podcast too. Like we, we never really arrive. And so there's kind of that unfolding piece of it that we have to be able to be resilient enough to not take it all so personally. And that's very easy to say. Yeah. I actually have very thin skin and mm-hmm. I like, I wear my heart on my sleeves and, but that has helped me to kind of think about it. Like when I get feedback, whether that's from something formal with an administrator um, observing or just reading the room, what I'm hearing from students and stuff, you can always learn something from mm-hmm. that. And we can always get better. Yeah. Um, and so to be willing to just take that, even when it's unpleasant and even when it's a hard thing that you're discerning and to know almost never is it really about me, right? But this is not about that kind of a thing, right? Like what, what I'm experiencing. But to take the lesson from it and to say, you know, okay, I today didn't go the way I wanted it to go. What am I going to do different mm-hmm. next time? And and to be willing to just keep asking that question every day and mm-hmm. to say, I'm going to be a little bit better tomorrow than I was today. I'm going to be mm-hmm. a little bit better. Not that I have to be 100% better, but I can be 1% better tomorrow than I was today. Right. right? I, I, think, I always think of, too, like, I don't know if you've ever read Brene Brown, but she has a really good metaphor of, like, armoring up like yeah. Yeah. versus staying soft. And I, yeah. I had to work really hard at that. Yeah. Yeah. Not to get defensive. I was the first two Ooh, years. Absolutely. I was incredibly defensive. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when I learned... That yes, these are teenagers. Like, and I tell my students now who are going to be high school teachers, you cannot build your self confidence around what 17, 16, 17, 18 year olds think of you, right? It has to be rooted much deeper than that. And part of that is just growing in your faith, growing up, growing, you know. Mm. But also, I worked really hard at hearing things without and making a conscious decision not to armor up, right? Not Mm. to get defensive, but to hear it, to maybe Mm. think about. What's, what else is going on here? Yeah. Like stay even, soft-hearted. Yeah. And, even with my kids, right? What what else is going Are you hungry? Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you tired? <laughs> what, what is this about? Uh, right. Right? Yeah. Yes. No, it, it does make me think, though, like in, in, in any part of life, whether it's parenting or friendships or in our classroom, that that it actually takes a lot of courage to actually oh want to be better. Like, yes. I, like yeah. that's what I think. Because I, at least for me it does because I, I can talk, I know I can talk a good game about wanting feedback and wanting to mm. be better, but wanting to be better means having honestly engaging in self-reflection and being honest about what needs to change. That's right. And that's where I can get defensive when I get feedback from others, but I can get defensive with myself or I can justify what mm-hmm. I'm doing yeah. because because to want to get better means I wasn't doing it as great. Right. Right? And it's like, what do you mean? I was like, have you seen me teach? Like, this is good. And it's like, no, it's actually not always good. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that's where I think about, you know, my question about grace or even as you were talking, Dave, right? Like, I am thin-skinned too, right? And I do think it takes courage to actually want right. to do it because mm-hmm. you have to admit some things to yourself. Right. 
And I just, I, I've, that's well, hard. So for me, it's hard. I, I, I'm right with you, brother. This is this is the hard work of, of teaching, right? And I, I keep, I know I've talked about Parker Palmer uh, so often on the on the show, but I'll, I'll come back to this one again, where he talks about this idea of technique, right? And like, we need technique. Technique. We have all these different techniques as teachers that we use for uh, how am I going to convey the content? How am I going to manage students' behaviors? And like all of the things we uh-huh. need technique. But his line is, technique is what you use until the teacher shows up. Yeah. And I just think that's such an important reminder for uh-huh. us. That doesn't minimize the importance of technique, but coming to just be our full selves in, oh, in the yeah. classroom with all of our foibles and all of the... So you're not going to be a different person on stage as a teacher no. than you are backstage. Uh-huh. And so like I'm going to pretend that I'm going to act like a teacher. Technique can take you so far. Yeah. And then at some point, the teacher shows up. And, and the difference for me of thinking about it that way that... Yeah, okay, in the classroom, am I playing a role? Well, sure, because I'm acting in some ways. But the role I've come to take on, it's me, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm playing myself. It's just me with my eyebrows up and talking with my whole body, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's quite something, folks. Right? So, yeah. But, but to, yeah. to embrace that and to right. be willing to be vulnerable enough to know yeah. that, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am who I am. Yeah. And right. I'm not enough in and of myself. But thanks be to God, I don't have yeah. to do this all on my own. Right. Right? I got I got the best compliment on when we were in on the Camino. It was people I, two of my colleagues from here, from Dort, were with us. But then it was also a group of people that I had never met before. Sure. And, to, and we were together yeah. all the time mm-hmm. for two weeks. And so you get to know each yeah. other. Yeah. And also, I am an introvert. I can tend to be a bit introverted <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, standoffish yeah, you know? no, but at the end we did yeah. a really cool thing where we went around and just gave yeah. each other affirmations at yeah. the end of the week uh, yeah. and one of the people who had been a stranger to me two weeks before told me that she's like I I watched you come alive when you talked wow. about teaching because wow. you mm. I yeah. It came up at dinner one night, and she said, your students are so lucky that you love it so much. And yeah. I thought, that is the best compliment I think Absolutely. I've ever yeah. gotten as a teacher. And I think you're right that it it is who you are as mm-hmm. much as it is how. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well said, Abby. Friends, we know your time is valuable. We want to thank you for joining us today for another Hallway Conversation. We're excited for the season to come, and we hope that you join us along the way. And whether it's this day, this week, this month, or at the beginning of this school year, we hope the Lord gives you what you stand in need of. And we want to send you from this place with this blessing. So to our friends and listeners, may the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sunshine warm upon your face, the rains fall soft upon your fields, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you have a good week. This podcast was literally dreamed up during one of our actual Hallway Conversations. Our music is by Ethan Mulder. Hallway Conversations is created and produced by Matt Beamers, Abby DeGroat, and Dave Mulder. Hey, we have a favor to ask of you. Would you be willing to rate this podcast or write a review in your podcast app? Or if you found this conversation interesting or helpful, would you consider sharing it on your social media? Those things really do help podcasters out, and we would be so, so grateful. Thanks for listening, friends. This feels good to be back in the saddle, you guys. I missed this. (laughs) No, I did too.